Now streaming on Not the Podcast You Deserve. Welcome to episode 175. 175? Man. 175! Yeah. Welcome to episode 175 of Not the Podcast You Deserve. This is our now streaming episode where we talk about stuff that we've been watching, plus a little tiny review of the Oscars. Um, but first, Crawford in the world of Hollywood outside of the Oscars. Did you see yeah. Quentin Tarantino making his last movie this uh, fall? Begins filming this fall. It's called The Movie Critic. And I really hope it's just three hours of a deranged man in Hollywood going and killing all of the movie critics that spoke poorly about his movies that he made throughout his career. That would be pretty great. Maybe the main character is Leonardo DiCaprio who goes by Quentin. Who knows? <laughs> um, but that would be... That would be my number one guess for what this is. About. Last movie. I don't believe it. He's always, uh, I think, is it 10? I think he's, he's always had some certain number. And he said, historically speaking, directors don't get better after this number. And I'm never going to go past this number. Uh, that being said, that means we're not getting a sequel to Django Unchained ever, which makes me sad. Maybe that would get him to break his uh, his rule, his oath there. What if the movie critic is just his way of wrapping up everything in his universe? Oh, nice, yeah. It's just like, all right, you want to know how Django Chain is related to Reservoir Dogs? Here it is. Sure. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the path for you. No, that would be great. I would love that. Uh, yeah, the, the Tarantino-verse. It'd be good yeah. to put a bow on that. Um, MCU News, Kristen Ritter, uh, who played Jessica Jones in the Jessica Jones series on Netflix, has been okay. confirmed for Daredevil Born Again series. That's coming out, I don't know, somewhere in the next four years. I don't know if that fires you up or not. Here's one that might. John Bernthal, officially back as the Punisher. Yes. Come on. Come yes, on. he should be. Yeah, that's exciting. There's never been another Punisher. Uh, well, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's no, in my, in, my brain, in my brain, there's never been another Punisher. Boy, that's untrue. He was the best. Um, the actors who played Foggy Nelson and uh, Karen are not bad. Yeah? That's tough. Oh. Because I thought they both did a great job. Yeah. yeah, I would like to see. Uh, I'd like to see John Favreau's Foggy Nelson with uh, Matt Murdock played by Charlie Cox, just wow. for grins and giggles, just to get the <laughs> Ben Affleck back in here one way or another. I'd like to see Colin Farrell's Bullseye everywhere. Oh yeah, heck yeah, heck yeah! And then uh, Michael Douglas this week was asked if he'd want to return for an Ant Man four, <laughs> and his response was, "Only if I could die." <laughs> and I, I kind of feel him on that. I kind of feel like I get where he's coming from. <laughs> on not I love, to be back. In I Canada. love the response of just like the old person who's lost the will to live. It's just <laughs> like I want to die. <laughs> was, uh, I saw that. I was cracking up. Uh, and then, are you aware that they're making a Roadhouse remake? Good. They're making a Roadhouse remake. They're, are you aware they're remaking Roadhouse? Good. I'm glad. Have you ever it, seen the Patrick Swayze movie? Uh, like on TV. I think it comes on like the country music channel or something like that. <laughs> sure. Something stupid. Yeah. And it's like followed by the replacements. And so I've usually fo- <laughs> I've usually caught bits and pieces of it because I'm trying to wait for the replacements to come on. Sure. Um, no, I, I've seen it, but not all in one setting. 
you know. Or have you just seen the trailer and you're good enough to make me think that I've that you Sure, seen? yeah. I mean, that's it too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal. They're remaking this movie with Jake Gyllenhaal as the lead. And that's, that's all I knew about this movie until this past week. Then all of a sudden you started seeing um, like iPhone footage of Jake Gyllenhaal at um, UFC 285, which was the match that went on last week. Uh, but there's video footage, iPhone footage of Jake Gyllenhaal doing like a weigh-in and then like getting in a fight with a dude um, like on the stage. And then there's iPhone footage of him being in the rink and fighting this guy um, and obviously winning pretty quickly. So I think they just filmed what I assume is going to be like a five-minute montage of Jake Gyllenhaal's backstory in this movie. But they filmed it live, like in front of an actual audience that was there to see like an actual match, which is pretty cool. So I think I've seen the first ten minutes of Roadhouse remake now, and I'm not mad at it. Jake Gyllenhaal looks awesome. He's not Very someone cool. to mess with. He's not someone. So to did mess they? With. Did they just take his character from Southpaw, and then we're like, what if he was? <laughs> Now working at a bar, at a country <laughs> saloon. Hear me out. What if he was able to pull someone's trachea out with his hand? What? What if he pulled someone's spine out? <laughs> is uh, is Tim Elliott going to be in it again? Uh, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott really going to be in it again. His brother Tim also making an appearance. Well, good. And then, uh, dude, this week, I something happened to me. That does not normally happen. I watched the pilot for two TV shows and was okay. hooked instantly by the pilot. Uh, I, I normally am harder to win over than this. I think these are just really good. The first one is an Apple TV Plus show called Hello Tomorrow, uh, featuring Billy Kerdrup, uh, Hank Azaria, um, and some new guy named Nicholas Podany. Podany? I don't know. He does great, though. Um, the opening scene is a salesman at, like, a Denny's. In what looks like it's set in like the 60s, but it's futuristic. I don't know. That's, I can't really explain it. He sits in a diner and he basically convinces this guy to buy a property on the moon. And that's, you don't get any context. You just know that it looks like a <coughs> 60s style like a diner. And he cons this guy into buying a timeshare on a moon. <clears throat> and then as the, so I was hooked like instantly. And then the rest of the, uh, as the rest of the uh, pilot went along, I was like, yep, strap me up. Uh, strap me in. I'm good for this show. Um, it's awesome. That, that, and that opening scene is incredible. And it's Sales 101. Uh, that whole first episode really is Sales 101. So uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, and I think there's seven episodes on Apple TV Plus right now that are releasing weekly. So that is one that's worth it. Billy, I wish I knew how to say his name. I think it's Kerdrip. Kerdrip? I think it's Kerdrip. It's the Dr. Manhattan. Um, and I think he was the Flash's dad in Justice League. Does that sound right? Mm. Yeah, he was there. He's the dad in the jail cell that uh, <laughs> Ezra Miller comes over and talks to. Through the, you know, anyways, neither here nor there. And then the second one that that got me from the opening scene is a show called From, and I believe this is on Amazon Prime. Um, the Russo brothers produced this this show. It is the guy from Lost. The uh, the dad from Lost with the little boy, um, can't remember his name, and um, from the opening scene, I was in on this show. It is kind of scary. Um, that, that's not the main thing. The main thing is it's a thriller and it's a mystery, much like Lost. You have kind of no idea what's happening the entire first season. 
and you kind of start to piece it together bit by bit. Um, and it ends on a huge cliffhanger. But the whole first episode, like, you could tell something was wrong, but you couldn't really, like, you, you weren't sure, like, what was wrong or why it was wrong. And then you just slowly start to figure it out. Uh, we finished that one, um, but we, we just took a week to finish that. Um, it's wow. really, really good. I highly suggest it. It's not super scary. There are moments of um, sheer scariness. Like tension? Uh, no, like there are monsters that are like pretty scary. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. But you don't see them much. Um, and But the tension is great. And there's a couple really good like major looks. Harold Perino. Man, names. Tough. Um, anyways, the dad from Lost. You'd remember him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, this is a really good show. I'm fired up for season two. I think season two is supposed to drop here in the next couple of months. So definitely get on from. And uh, it's it's it reminds me a lot of Lost because it's mainly mystery and story and unpacking stuff a little bit by little bit. Um, I don't think they're going to drag it out as long as Lost did because we got more answers in the first season of From than we did in the entire eight seasons of Lost. So I think I don't think it's going to do me wrong like Lost did. Did you ever finish Lost? Oh yeah, big time. I, I was a big Lost guy. I got on Lost very late in life, and uh, for some reason it hurt worse when I was 25 watching it for the first time than it did than it probably would have when I was 17 and being like, this it? What are we doing? Where does the smoke monster come from, though? <laughs> Why are there polar bears? What about that statue with the four toes on the foot? Are we just, we're not even going to address that ever? Yeah, we just weren't going to. Um, so from very very good, very much worth the time. Hello tomorrow, fan freaking tastic, um, all good stuff. Crawford, what about you? What have you been watching, man? Man, um, so we talk about these a lot, so I'll just go through them quickly. But uh, obviously, the season finale of Last of Us just happened. That was a big big night. Uh, it was also the same night as the Oscars, which I know we're gonna do that here yeah. in a second. So, uh, but I really enjoyed both of those. My wife is watching The Bachelor, so I am also sometimes watching The Bachelor as like I walk in the room and I'm just disgusted by humanity. Um, sure, but but man, is it occasionally just really captivating. <laughs> um, I find myself walking in and then just being like, ugh, and then 20 minutes later being like, why would she say that? <laughs> Uh, she doesn't see him for who he truly is oh yeah my she doesn't get him at all oh my gosh <laughs> how could yeah. he give a rose to sarah after everything she's not said? gonna make she's not gonna make the home visits she's here for the uh, wrong reasons yeah i mean absolutely she's here she's here to promote her brand get her out of here <laughs> um it's not normally my cup of tea but it is fun every now and then to to jump into that show oh yeah um and then also March Madness has just started. As of tonight, the recording of this, the f- the first four games have started. Oh, the, the play-ins. The play-ins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and even the one that we just finished before we started recording was like a one possession game going down to the buzzer. Four people fouled out of the game. Like it was it was stupid. I was like this is awesome. I love it. It was about uh Southeast Missouri State and Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Like when you have oh, that wow. many like yeah subsets to your school it's like oh i love that we care about these schools right now sure that they're playing on on national television good for them um so i can't wait we're getting into a very exciting time in sports 
Uh, if it can't be football season, it needs to be this season when you get uh, March Madness, you get the Masters coming up, some really good golf if you're into that. Uh, baseball has just started. The XFL is on. I mean, it's just, it's everywhere. And the draft is coming up. So even if you are just into football, there's still some big stuff going on there too. Uh, it's it's playoff NBA basketball season as well. So uh, very, very fun time for sports. I also want to do a quick Crawford's Corner. Crawford's Corner. Apple TV Plus is sending me nothing but bangers of trailers right now. <laughs> what you got? And I'm so excited. Uh, firstly, Citadel. When I first saw it, I was like, the first two seconds, I was like, this is going to be stupid. And then they, by the end of the thing, they had brought me full circle and I can't wait for this. Uh, this is, like I said, Citadel, Apple TV Plus. Um, it's got Richard Madden, who is, uh, Stark. Rob. Um, it's, it's got, uh, the Joe Bro's wife. Um, it's got the Tooch, Stanley Tucci. Joe Bro's wife. Um, uh, the Jonas brother, who, who married, whatever. Anyway. Um. What are you talking about? And then it's got, a uh, it's got the bad guy from A Knight's Tale. Can't ever oh, remember Cal his Adler? name. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's. Can I guess, is he playing a bad guy? Is he playing a bad guy? He's only in the thing for like half a second. But you know he's But I'm pretty sure he's going to be a bad guy. <laughs> Just has to be. Um, and then uh, it's by the Russo brothers. So it oh. looks like a... Mm, on the edge of Jason Borney. Like these two spies work for a group called the Citadel. They're a group of spies that are beholden to no nation. And then there's like a train wreck and like they lose their memory. But then, like, one of them remembers and goes to find the other one and tries to make her remember, and there's some kind of big plot going on. I don't know. But uh, the Russo brothers are in it. It's an action thing. Apple TV Plus. And it's got the Tooch. Anything with the Tooch, I'm in. Um, <laughs> and then the other one that they just released was called The Last Thing He Told Me. Uh, it's got Jennifer Gardner and Jamie from Game of Thrones. And it also looks like another kind of like action thriller mystery type thing where Jennifer Gardner and Jamie are very in love. And then one day uh, Jamie disappears and leaves them a bag full of money and, and like a cryptic note that just says protector talking about his daughter. And now she's trying to uncover this mystery and people keep being like, you don't know who your husband is and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you got to figure out, like, what's this all about? So uh, that looks pretty interesting as well. Also, Super Mario Bros. just released a new trailer uh, last week. Yeah. You got got some more in-depth look at what's going to be going on. Uh, more Mario Kart than I was expecting. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But Which I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty fired up to see... I am put that into the to the story. It looks like it's going to be really well done. Um, I'm in my head thinking of it kind of like a Wreck It Ralph type scenario, and then they're going to be able to work in all the favorite tropes that yeah. you love, uh, and but still make it fun and believable with good animation. So I can't wait to see that movie. Um, and then History of the World Part Two on Hulu. If you're a Mel Brooks fan, you'll remember the original History of the World Part 1, uh, a very, very funny movie, and he swore he would never do another one, um, and then four, 40 years later, he was like, all right, I'll do it, because Hulu like backed the money truck up, uh, which is awesome, good for him. 
It looks very funny. And because he's such a famous name in comedy, basically everybody in the world lined up to get in this show. So, like, the, okay. it's an all-star cast. Like, every funny person you can think of is going to be in it at some point. So, uh, it's on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet. I'm very excited to start watching it. Uh, but the trailer itself even just looks hilarious. And then The Little Mermaid dropped during the Oscars. I don't know who wanted a live-action Little Mermaid. I know that I didn't. Um, seeing Sebastian as just like a, like a real-life lobster thing that talks... Didn't love that. <laughs> Didn't like that at all. I don't want to see that. Yeah, that's the one thing that worries me is like the underwater life of it. Because I think everybody else, we've learned how to avatar this up, right? Where like sure. you can you can put people under the water and we're going to be cool. It's when you try to like humanize sea creatures, but not in a Finding Nemo way. That right. I, I don't know how that's going to work. Um, I hope I hope that animation works well. But other than that, I think uh, it looks really fun. Uh, I'm I'm actually excited to see it. It's one of the first uh, live action Disney movies that I've seen a trailer for and been like, okay, yeah, really, yeah. I am I don't know how I to feel about Melissa McCarthy as Ursula. I don't know if I can get behind that. You know, Ursula was like the worst. Like I hated her so much. Like, every ounce of her was pure evil. I see Melissa McCarthy, and I just want to laugh. She always makes me laugh. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, but maybe that's going to be part of her thing, is, like, try to make her, you know, a little bit more approachable. Uh, because otherwise, why would you ever go see this terrible, terrible, terrible person? Like, Sure. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that has been Crawford's Corner. Crawford's Corner. Crawford, I know we both watched the Oscars. Do you have any thoughts yes. or feelings that you'd like to go over at the I, same time? I have lots of thoughts and feelings. I'm so glad you asked. Um, first of all, let, let's let get everything everywhere all at once out of the way. I'm sure. so glad that it won all the things. Yeah. It I think it's 7 out of 10, I think, or 8 out of 10, maybe. Happy for it that. It won 7. It went, it went absolutely bananas. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but man, I have some some airing of grievances. Okay, such as um, such as the fact that Avatar won anything <laughs> makes me so mad. <laughs> sure, I, I the one that it won with you know, uh, oh, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, digital effects. Um, I get. I understand and agree with. So, I mean, I can't be like this mad about it, but when it was getting passed over and passed over and passed over, I was just like, yes, I was eating it up. I absolutely loved it. I love that James Cameron didn't even show up. Sure. That makes me so happy. Sure. That makes me amazingly happy. Um, I was mad that the Fablemans counted as an original screenplay. Why wouldn't it have been? Did he write a book? Because... It's an autobiography about Steven Spielberg's life. Sure, but yeah, he was. I I I get it. I it get wasn't like that, he wrote a book and then adapted this book into a movie. No, no, I get it, but it just felt like no, are you no, serious? I <laughs> like it, it's he it's his own story, and then he shot it himself. It's not like somebody else was like, "Let me write your story." 
and then tell your story in a different way. He's like, I got it. He basically just like wrote, he basically just opened his dream journal and was like, all right. <laughs> here I want to see that one still. Um, the fact that Ostrich, uh, an ostrich told me that the world is fake and I believe him, didn't win Best Animated Short, makes me furious. Okay. Just based on the name alone, I wanted it to be said four times <laughs> during the announcement ceremony. Sure. Uh, I wanted to hear the lady that just like whisper talks over the people as they approach the stage. I wanted her to say the full name of that title like three times. Sure. I thought that would have been hilarious. Um, this is not a grievance. This is just, um, you know, a fact. Uh, when Brendan Fraser made his speech, which I'm glad he won. I still haven't seen The Whale, but by all accounts, it's like yeah, incredibly moving. I can't wait to see it. Um, but when he made his speech and it was very like nautical themed. Yeah, everything was about a whale. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, somebody's the lighthouse, somebody's got whale-sized hearts, somebody was like, the the depths of the ocean, yeah. I couldn't stop hearing the bit from Wedding Crashers, where they're getting married. (laughs) My starboard. (laughs) And my port. Yeah, Yeah, you're my my best friend. I take you to be my wife and my first mate. Yeah. And you're going to be my best friend and my captain? I was like, oh. I just I couldn't stop hearing it, and no, I wanted yeah. to like pay attention to his speech, but I was just laughing so hard. Do you think this gets us any closer to getting a uh, an, another sequel to the Mummy? I think we'd I all so. like to forget the third Mummy. I actually don't think I've seen the third Mummy. That's the one where they had to recast the Rachel one with Tom Weiss. Cruise. Are you being serious? Yeah. No. So there was the Mummy, and then there was the Mummy Returns, and they made a third one that had to do something with like a, an yeah, Asian emperor, that. and they yeah. had to recast Rachel Weisz. And I don't think I saw it because I didn't want to see someone other than Rachel Weisz play hmm, Emily. No, Evie. I did see it. It wasn't good. Yeah, it but then they were like, "Let's make another mummy." And have oh, it be yeah, Tom Cruise. And then they did a revamp with Tom Cruise, and that fell terribly. Yeah, I hope that they make a, another mummy crossover with everything, everywhere, all at once. Oh wow! And Tom Cruise and Brendan Fraser are both in it. And somehow wow. Brendan Fraser also as like monkey bones is also in it. Um, I, I love... agree that Brendan Fraser won an Oscar like twenty years too late. Like if he should have won one, it should have been for Airheads or for Tarzan or for the Mummy. Um, but it's Bedazzled. good to see him finally get some hardware. Um, I like that they do all of the songs throughout. I think that that's a nice little thing. Um, you're my music guy, so I lean on you for this. But the everything everywhere all at once song was like objectively terrible, right? Yeah, that's not my bag. Oh no, you like just the performance of it? Yes, it was terrible. Like like they were flat yeah. and weird. Like yeah. they didn't sing well. Yes, correct. The RRR song was awesome. And I'm yeah. so glad it won. Naratu Natu or whatever. It yeah. absolutely deserved to win. Yeah. Uh their rendition of it was great. Um, Lady Gaga's song was also really good. And um, it was funny to see her early in the show and mm-hmm. like all dressed up. And then she yeah. came out later and was like, you know, Wearing not a t-shirt in that. and jeans. Yeah. And, and I have no problem with that. But everything, the shot was too close to her face. Yeah. The whole time. Like, like right up next to it. It's like, I need something up. Like, please back <laughs> off. Yeah. 
I don't want to be your, that close to your face for anything. Like the Taco Bell commercials that are out right now, too close to the face. I don't want to see people <laughs> put a taco inside their esophagus. Like, back the F up. Wow. It's too close. Yeah. Um, and so that was my big one on that one. Uh, also, I don't know how to say Rihanna's name anymore. Sure. And How could you? <laughs> I've been wrong for so long. Um, those were the main ones. There were a lot of references to the slap, um, sure. which are going to happen. Um, I don't want a host to go out and interact with the crowd anymore. Yeah. That, yeah. that bit should be done. Yeah, maybe. I did think that his, at the end, when he walked off the stage and then put, you know, Oscars without an incident and put the one up there. That was funny. Also at the beginning, when he was like, if you're going to come up on stage, you're going to have to get through... Adonis Creed, and it shows like Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. Whoever. And then it shows the guy. And Spider Man. Hulk goes, ooh. And then they show it's Andrew Garfield. And was like, aww. Oh. <laughs> that, that was so funny. That was yeah. so great. It was like, oh, it's this Spider Man. <laughs> yeah. And he even like owned it. He kind of did the like, yeah. ooh. Like, kind of weird. I'm sorry. I'm Spidey mm. 3. Yes. Yeah, Peter number 3. Yeah. Oh, Peter number 3. Um, Dude, when oh. Kimmel said that instead of doing playoff music, they just have the dancers from RRR come out and, and, and dance them off. I thought that was so funny, and I really wished that they had actually kept that to be true. <laughs> that would have been so funny to see someone in the middle of a teary speech thanking everyone in the world, and then just some dancers come on and fight dance them off the stage. Uh, there was... I, I understand it's a big theater and it's like really high nosebleed seats and they, they reference that several times. Uh, but there was one speech in particular where uh, the award winner, I can't remember her name, but she said something about like, this is for my mom and my dad and my sister who are somewhere up there and pointed straight up yeah. to the heavens and said, and I know they're really proud of me. Thank you. And I was like, I was shook because I was like, her whole family's dead. Her whole family died. Yeah. Her whole family's dead. What a tragic. And I I carried that for probably 30 minutes. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was like, what hardship she's overcome in her life. I'm so proud of her. Like, this is amazing. I want to know her story. How did she survive? And then... Somebody else later was like, and I know my my parents are up in the nosebleed seat somewhere. I love you so much. I was like, that's what she was talking about. Yeah, they're not. Yep, yep, yep. I'm I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That one's on me. Uh, Stephanie Hsu not winning for uh, best supporting actress. That was tough. It went to Jamie Lee Curtis, who has been doing this for seventy five years and never won one. So good. But I thought Stephanie Hsu's performance in uh, Everything I Wrote at Once was incredible. And I thought Jamie Lee Curtis was funny. No, I'm with you. I think that uh, if your movie is nominated for Best Picture, you should not also be allowed to be in Best Foreign Film. Because if you <laughs> were in any of the other films, why yeah. even show up? <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of these is not like the other. One of these is objectively better than the other. And we know because we've already recognized it as being better than, than yeah. all the other movies. All Quiet on the Western Front beating out RRR is a tragedy. Agreed. Oh, did you see uh, Kiwi Kwan uh, give a big old hug to Harrison Ford when they won Best Picture? That yes. was so cool. It was that so was cute. so cool. You know he went up and said, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Oh, uh, I bet I don't know that, but I do wish in my brain. I, I hope that. Yeah. I hope that. Yeah. Um, 
That's all I've got. I I enjoy watching the Oscars. I think it's a whole bunch of pomp and circumstance. Oh, sure. you know what? No, last one. If you win multiple things, the Daniels, mm-hmm. you shouldn't yeah. be able to just like make up speeches every time you go up yeah. there. Yeah, it should be one speech and done. I'm with that. Uh, at one point, they're just like, they're like, oh, and drag drag shows are bad for people. And you're like, what? What do they have to do with editing? I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> You've already thanked everybody. What are we talking about? Should go up there and blow a kiss? Hey, we did it. I walk off the stage. Yeah, one of, one of them was like, oh, to our fellow nominees, like, you guys are great. Thank you for inspiring us. Like, you guys keep making amazing movies. This is such an honor. Thank you so much. And the other guy was like, I don't even know what I'm talking about right now. I'm just, I'm going to make it quick. And then like nine minutes later, he yeah, was like, like, boy, all right, I'm going to go back to that spinny camera in the back. <laughs> you, you know what's cool? Um, the When they won the last one, um, and you've already seen the Daniels get there and accept like what, like four awards up to this point. And yeah. then the, they win the last one for best picture. And it's some new dude you have not seen who's wearing the nicest tuxedo I've ever seen. I'm sure he was like the lead producer of the film. He's got to be the executive producer. That's that yeah. guy. And he was He's like, like, hey, guys, I paid all the money. Yeah. So <laughs> I was like, who is this guy? And why aren't we listening to the Daniels for the eighth time tonight? I just thought that was really shocking. And also, it's funny, like, who gets the award for that? It's interesting. It's the guy who pays the bills. It's the guy who wrote it. It's the guy. I'm sure they all get like a small one. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was funny. It was like, I was like, oh, another 10 minute talk here. And then there's some new guy. It's like, who the heck are you? Who let you into this show? <laughs> Sir, are you lost? I thought it was the, like, the usher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, the Daniels, this is your trophy. I just wanted to make sure you had it ready for you. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Anything else on the Oscars? No, no, that was, that was mm, all of my points there. So, uh, I enjoy the Oscars. Can't wait for the next one. I think we were justified in. Everything everywhere all at once. Sure. Uh, I thought Bullet Train should have got some love. Mm. But what are you going to do? Yeah. And, uh, man, we were so close to a, cl- a clean sweep on Avatar. We were so close. But sometimes <laughs> you can't... You can't stop the Russians. You can only hope to contain them. You know? So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Jimmy Christmas. Speaking of an unstoppable force, we're talking about The Last of Us next. I'm not the <laughs> podcast you deserve. <laughs> <laughs>